We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Wednesday is here. That used to mean hump day. Now it means the DFS OGs live here on Roto Grinder, presented by our friends over at Fandle. Make sure you guys are checking out all the great offerings over at Fandle. We're going to highlight a lot of that as we go along the show, both DFS and the sports book. I am your host, as always, Beer, joined by my boys, my fellow OGs, Notorious and Head Chopper, coming off a I want to say a lackluster all-star game. I mean, the home run derby was kind of fun, kind of a low-scoring game there in Coors Field last night. But, uh, no, no, enjoying your all-star break. Now, I know you got a lot of golf prep that you're doing, so not much of a break for you. But how we doing, buddy? Man, I've enjoyed uh, an entire season of break from uh, baseball. <laughs> uh, I haven't had to do content this year. So, uh, yeah, right now it's uh, smooth sailing for me, a lot of golf content, uh, a little bit of NBA content here and there. But, uh, yeah, home run derby, always a good time. Um, I think it's the best uh, all-star festivity uh, out there right now. That used to be the dunk contest to me, and now it's just yeah. gets watered down. You got guys you never heard of in the damn thing. So I, I agree. I like the home run derby. Chop, uh, uneventful all-star game last night. I, I know you stepped away and took some days off. How we doing, buddy? Doing good. It's uh, I was telling you before the show, it's, it's just nice to have, you know, that – Everybody complains about it, and it would get old after you know a week or so. But nice to have a few days where you don't have to even think about anything sports related if you don't want to. And uh, you know, for me, I, I had my list of here's what I'm gonna do, man. I got I got these days off. I got the power washer lined up. I'm gonna power wash oh. the front. I'm gonna power wash the back. So I got some good things accomplished so far, and I still got another. Another couple of days to knock knock the rest of my list out, so I'm running good here. Well, maybe later in the show we'll check the rest of that list. Uh, I'm interested to see. Now, is this your list or is this one of those uh, honeydew lists? No, this was a list I, I wanted to. This is personal right here. I got to do this. I got to knock this out. So uh, I made a little list for myself of things I've been neglecting that I need to do. Because I know personally, I push the power washer day. That that turns into a whole day once I start doing the deck. I mean, you're talking eight, ten, twelve hours of just going to town with the power washer because so, the uh, thing about that power washer is once you connect it all up boy you don't want to disconnect it then have to do all that all over again so you might as well just knock out the whole thing when you get going right so uh i just i connected mine up did the front got a little worn out i just left everything out and just left it all connected up just turned the water off and the power off and 
and I went after it the next day to finish up the job. But I get you. You once you get that thing going, it's hard to stop because you're seeing the progress too. There's something, there's something uh, that's really rewarding about being able to see the progress of what you're doing, man. Like you, you see the little lines peeling off all the all the mold or whatever it is. So it's pretty good stuff. Oh yeah, I'm board by board on the deck, and you can see it. Like okay, that board's looking good, and you go to the next one and. A couple years ago, I'm doing the deck, and and you guys know I'm a flip flop guy, and, and it's water, it's hot out, you know. So I'm I'm going barefoot basically. I tell you what, I clip my toe with with the damn power washer spray. It cut through it like a knife. Like my oh. toe's bleeding all over the damn deck. So uh, word of caution: don't don't try to do a power washing barefoot. At least don't power wash your own damn foot uh, in the process. But uh, we will talk more uh, home improvement tips here along the way as we go. Uh, try to keep you guys out of the ER. But the plan for today, we'll recap the All-Star game. We'll kind of take a look ahead uh, to the second half of the baseball season, give you some of our favorite bets, futures bets that we see in the FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, we will take a look at game four in the NBA uh, here tonight as well. Big showdown here with Phoenix and Milwaukee. We saw the Bucks uh, get back in the series, big win in game three. So we'll take a look. Uh, and see what edges we can find, uh, both betting-wise and DFS-wise. And, of course, big golf tournament this weekend. So Derek is going to give us some of his favorite plays, uh, favorite bets for the golf tournament. I don't, what are the, is it the Open Championship? Seems like you can't call it the British Open anymore, Derek. What, what's the official lingo here now for this tournament? Yeah, British Open's off the table. Uh, Got to be the Open Championship. I don't know why, okay. but, uh, yeah, it's the Open. Open championship it is. So we will talk that as well. And, of course, uh, mix in some life stuff. Again, make sure you guys are checking out uh, FanDuel.com, Sportsbook, DFS, Casino, everything right at your fingertips. And we'll kind of highlight uh, some of their big tournaments here along the way. So, guys, let's start with baseball. We kind of hit on it. Uh, big home run derby. We saw Pete Alonso uh, defend his home run crown. Uh, pretty entertaining there. I, th I thought Trey Mancini, who was the biggest underdog in the field, I believe, uh, really made a run at it, thought he was going to take it down. Uh, Alonzo goes nuts there in the last few minutes, so he takes that down. Then the All-Star game, mentioned it, kind of ho-hum. You know, Vlad Vladimir Guerrero hit an absolute bomb, uh, almost destroyed and decapitated Max Scherzer on that one. So uh, he was the MVP of the game. So Derek, thoughts on the All-Star Weekend? Thoughts going forward here with baseball? I know you said you're kind of not doing content for baseball, but are you seeing anything here in the betting markets in the FanDuel Sportsbook? Uh, any teams that you think can make a run here? Uh, just quick thoughts here on the weekend and looking forward here in MLB. Yeah, very much uh, <clears throat> watching from afar this year. So uh, I don't have any strong takes for you. Uh, I was hoping you guys would give me some bets and uh, I could make them on my end. There you go. Chop, let's go over to you. Baseball. So thoughts on the weekend, thoughts on the all-star game. Are, are you, is, are you, is this an event you sit down you watch it all? Is it just kind of on in the background? Like where are you at here with the all-star game? Cause not my favorite all-star game. I'll tell you that. I, I think in the NBA all-star game to me is the most entertaining of the actual all-star games. I was, uh, it, most all-star games for me are just on in the background. They're just not, you know, there's just not, if there's, if there were stakes, you know, on them, then it'd be different, but there's just, it's just an exhibition. So most all-star games are in the background. And the NBA, I, I will sit down and watch a little bit, do enjoy that a little bit more than the others. Home run derby was awesome. Uh, I'm not going to, I, I pegged Pete Alonzo, man. Like <laughs> this is weird stuff right here, but 
I started reading about batting practice, the pitchers they were going to use, each one of these guys. So I was like, man, this is, there's a little edge here, man. And, and I was like, Soto, I read he was going to do a lefty on lefty batting. I was like, oh, I don't like Let me mark him off the list. And you got, uh, you know, uh, another guy had a catcher, uh, a former catcher throwing in BP. I was like, I don't know if that's going to be good. Let's mark, let's mark him off the list. But got down to Alonzo. He checked all the boxes, man. Then, then, uh, then I heard his interview uh, before the before the contest and how he had a game plan. He wasn't like I was like, oh, this guy's going to smash the field. So I, I hit on my Alonzo props, man. So I was good with that one. Uh, that was a fun competition. The, the game itself, man. I probably saw about thirty minutes total of it, just just on there. But uh, now these guys get a couple more days of rest and then they go back to work. Looking forward to the second half of MLB season. Uh, it's always better you always enjoy that sports season a little bit more when the team you root for is competitive and doing real well and you know being an astros guy we're in the thick of it if i'm gonna lay my if i'm laying out the my my finals right now i, I think the dodgers are gonna get there from the national league i think the astros got what it takes to get there to the in the american league i think they got just enough to uh edge out you know, I don't. I don't even think the Yankees are going to make it, and I thought that was going to be the biggest competition this year. The Yankees probably going to not even make the playoffs. So, you know, there's a couple good teams. The White Sox are good. The Red Sox are good, but I think the Astros could take them down. It'll be it'll be really good. So I got the Dodgers versus the Astros in in, in the World Series. As far as bets, I got one that I think is interesting, and that's the National League Cy Young Award because Degrom's such a heavy favorite. Uh, so I'm going to go. A, I'm going to go another route. Now I'm gonna go Kevin Gaussman, and and he's a uh, plus fifteen hundred on Fanduel to win the Cy Young in the National League. So this is a bet on Degrom maybe being a little banged up at some point, and like he's had his shoulder issues so far. And uh, what if he misses some significant time, and they can mark him off the list for potential candidates? Then it's a free for all. Then you've got the two Milwaukee guys, Burns and Woodruff, who might draw votes from each other. Uh, and you've got Gaussman sitting there on a team that's overachieving, could win the division, and that could be enough to push him to a Cy Young award if, if DeGrom were to get hurt, which I don't wish that on anybody. It's just a, at 15, plus 1,500, that's big time. So I'm, I, that's my bet for you is DeGrom plus 1,500 for the National League Cy Young. I like the Dodgers versus the Astros. It's a homer pick, but I think they got some depth there, man. Good starting lineup, some good depth, that starting pitcher. I'm going to shift a couple guys to the bullpen in the playoffs. That's going to help. So Dodgers versus Astros, Astros in six. All right. See, I like that you narrowed it down to six because I, I was going to get on you here. I mean, you picked the two favorites, Chop. I mean, we, we didn't go very deep into the odds here. I mean, you know, four, that's not fair, man, because. Plus, oh, I'm just reading the odds here. I see plus 400 <laughs> on the Dodgers, plus 450 on the Astros. The Astros were Those like. Were top two, like. They were a lot. They were a lot longer odds here, maybe a month, a month and a half ago, you know. And then all of a sudden, they start to look like the cream of the crop. So, but I was on them way back then, man. Come on now. All right, let's take a quick look at the standings just to kind of give everybody an idea. If you haven't checked it out, so we got Boston leading the way in the AL East. Tampa Bay, uh, right behind them. Chop, you mentioned the Yankees, uh, Toronto as well. Both eight games back there, but both teams. Uh, three games over 500, so I, I think they're all still in play there. Uh, Chicago kind of running away with the Central here. You mentioned the White Sox. Uh, been very good this season. Eight games up uh, on Cleveland, pretty much the only contender there uh, in the Central. 
your Astros leading the West. Oakland, always a team that, that seems to hang on and be around uh, no matter what. So they're three and a half back. Seattle, uh, surprisingly, only seven back, uh, a record over 500. National League, we got the Mets leading away in the East, but pretty pretty tight division race there. Uh, Philly, Atlanta, and Washington pretty much still in the mix. Only six games back uh, are the Nationals. Three and a half for Philly, four games back for Atlanta. My Brewers went on a little bit of a run there, kind of stumbled uh, into the All-Star break, but leading the Central by four games over Cincinnati. And then you have the surprise team, I think, here of the season, the Giants leading the way uh, out West, 57-32. and 32. I believe that's the best record in all of baseball. Uh, the Dodgers right there, two games back in San Diego, uh, still in the hunt, six games back. So uh, still pretty, pretty wide open here as far as the playoffs go. I'm going to give you a homer pick as well, Chop. If you're going to pick Houston, I got to go with my Brewers here. 13 to 1 in the FanDuel Sportsbook. My worry is offensively. You look at that lineup and, and you kind of want to throw up in your mouth a little bit, but you mentioned the pitching, you know, some stud pitchers, a hater in the bullpen. So they have the pitching, and that to me is what wins uh, in the playoffs. You can give pitch these guys on shorter rest. So uh, if we can get in there, set up the rotation right. Uh, I think obviously the Dodgers a big domino that you'd have to hop over, but I do like the Brewers and I like that you went to the NL Cy Young. Uh, that's exactly where I was looking as well and, and not going to go with the Brewer. I agree with your point. I think those guys will kind of cannibalize each other. Zach Wheeler has been lights out this season. So he's sitting at plus 1800 and the same DeGrom probably wins this award most time than not, but he gets hurt. Something happens. They shut him down. Who knows? Uh, Wheeler has been fantastic this season. So uh, he's a guy I don't mind uh, throwing a few dollars on uh, at these long odds. So anything else baseball-wise, Chop, thoughts for the second half? Derek, do you want to add anything here? Are we ready to move on to uh, – we'll go to golf next. A any final thoughts here for baseball before we move on? Yeah, I got I got one take. Uh, very – take this with a grain of salt for sure, but I like the Padres a little bit. Look at their odds, plus 850 to win the World Series – uh, clearly, they've been banged up, but uh, just their pitching staff's awesome. Darvish, Musgrove, Snell, Denison, Lamette, Paddock. Uh, we know their offense is great with Tatis. I uh, don't mind them uh, to win their division right now. They are uh, trailing quite a ways. They'd have to catch the Dodgers uh, as well as the Giants, like you mentioned. But I kind of think the Giants will, will tell off here in the second half. And yeah, I just think this team has a ton of talent. And uh, as soon as they get healthy, they're going to make some runs. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest challenge is the division. I, I can't see San Francisco continuing at this pace. I mean, the Dodgers are going to be there, but I like that call. I think that's the toughest point, those jumping two teams, but only six games back. So plenty of time to, to make up some ground here and plenty of star power, like you mentioned, the pitching. I uh, don't hate that call at all. Chop, any final thoughts here for MLB? I think I got it all out. All right, let's move on to golf, the Open championship big weekend of golf Derek final major of the season correct final major unfortunately till next April all right so give the people kind of the layout here uh the, the course what are we looking for and then just go into some of your favorite plays here uh, on FanDuel for the weekend DFS wise and maybe some bets as well here in the FanDuel Sportsbook yeah, so uh, the Open Championship switch courses each and every year. Uh, it's played at Royal St. George's this year. It hasn't been played here since 2011. Uh, it should be an awesome course. Uh, you look at pictures of it, uh, just mounds all over the place, in the fairway, on the greens. Uh, true links course, really deep pop bunkers. So you're going to have a lot of good shots that uh, get bad bounces. Uh, and it's going to be pretty windy, at least on Thursday and Friday. So 
I think it's going to be pretty tough. Uh, I think it should be awesome. It actually starts uh, at 11.30 my time, so 1.30 a.m. Eastern time. So if you're listening to this uh, on Wednesday night, make sure to lock your lineups uh, before you go to sleep because uh, you'll wake up and uh, be tilting already. But, uh, yeah, it should be fun. Um, as far as the stuff I'm looking for, I actually wrote a betting trends article based on the past Open Championship winners. Um, the last 10 have had a win or two top fives in their last 10. The last 10 have had – at least three open starts. Um, they weren't repeat champions. They had a top 11 at the open. Uh, they were inside the top 55 in the official world golf rankings and they teed it up the week before. So that leaves us with four guys, uh, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Ian Poulter, John Rahm, overwhelming favorite this week. Um, if you look at the numbers on the FanDuel Sportsbook, eight to one, that's actually one of the better numbers that you'll find out there. But uh, that's too, that's too short for me uh, in terms of a golf all right, but I like Rory at 22 to 1. I don't mind that. JT's at 18 to 1. And then Ian Poulter, uh, kind of my long shot pick for the week, is sitting at, where's he at? Well, 7,000. 7,000. So that was at 110 earlier in the week when I got it. Uh, but still, I like that 70 to 1. And then my other long shot is Stuart Sink, Old Man Sink. He's already won twice. Um, he's 130 to 1. Uh, he has an open championship win in his career. So I like him as a really long. Um, long shot and you can also bet him you know top five top ten you don't have to just take the the super long outrights um as far as dfs goes it's hard not to start lineups with rom uh, i think the last time we talked about an event it was the rocket mortgage and uh, we said you can't <laughs> you can't make a lineup without bryson and then uh, him and his caddy ended up getting in the fight he the caddy quit and uh, he missed the cut so i suppose there are scenarios where uh you know rom's not up there but uh he almost won the memorial where he had to withdraw uh, at, uh, due to COVID, and then he won the U.S. Open. Probably should have won last week at the Scottish Open as well. So um, he's in incredible form. I like him quite a bit. And, uh, yeah, you just want me to keep rambling on? Oh, I want to ask you how many damn people are in this thing because I'm scanning through the odds, and I don't seem to ever get to the end of the page here. <laughs> so uh, how many golfers are we talking? I think a lot of people what, – what does the cut look like? A lot of people are always wondering, you know, you want to get all your golfers through the cut uh sometimes people aren't clear what the cut is i think it's different in a lot of different tournaments so uh, maybe lay that out for the people just so when they're watching i know it changes and fluctuates as you go but uh how does the cut work on this tournament yeah so 156 golfers in the field so uh yeah quite a few one of the bigger fields you'll see all year top 70 in ties make the cut um, typical pga tour tournament is top 65 in ties so you'll see a few more golfers make the cut uh depending on what the number ends up being I kind of expect the cut to be over par. So if your guys start out uh, struggling a little bit, I wouldn't get too worried about it. Um, a lot of time to make it up. And again, um, the weather here can change on a dime. Uh, if you want to build lineups uh, based on tee times, I certainly don't mind it. I would kind of build some tee time stacks, uh, you know, target six guys in the morning, build another lineup, target six guys in the afternoon, because you just don't know when those wind gusts are going to hit. Uh, right now, it kind of looks you know pretty consistent throughout the first two days, but this championship more than any other, um, you're going to see some big uh, differences in tee time waves. And we have some great tools over at Roto-Grinders to help out with this lineup HQ. You, you can group your golfers together, build those stacks up, uh, make life easy on you. Uh, you guys are hearing my voice, and I don't even know if you're going to, by the time you guys hear this, but the tournaments are filling up very, very quickly at FanDuel. So as we are recording, it's close, about 4,000 spots left in the big $450,000 tournament. That's a $9 entry. Uh, there's a single entry. There's a couple hundred left at $5. There's a big 555 monster there. Has about 90 spots left. So 
hopefully you guys hear this you get your lineups in uh, right away uh, like derek said this baby's gonna fill up uh, early i'm sure they'll run more but these are the biggest contests uh, that they will have so if there's spots get in them early you can always reserve the spot come back to it and work on the lineup later so don't forget you have that option on fandle chop will you be partaking in any golf this weekend I, I know you've had some some close calls with the golf over the course of your career so uh thoughts here on the tournament how you attack on this thing yeah this is this is definitely going to partake in this one because this kind of like you got nothing but we're doing this on wednesday we've got nothing but time on wednesday to make lineups and so usually it's kind of a I don't want to say a burden, but you get uh, different sports going on. It's tougher. This is it gets all all its own venue. So yeah, I'll be partaking in that. Uh, I like same guy I like at every major, and especially the Open, where it's links link style course and weather's involved and elements always. Never, never fails. Go with Ustazen. Louis Ustazen, man. Okay. You got to go with some Ustazen. He's, I thought you were going Brooks there. Brooks is also – he's the major guy. Here's the thing about this one. I don't think – I don't know where his head's at, you know. Like I saw the, an interview with him the other day, and he's complaining about the yeah. course. Some don't, of these guys some of these guys don't want to be there, you know. Don't listen. He does it before every major. Okay. He likes to set himself up as an underdog so that people write about him, say he can't win, and then he posts it. It's like his own bullet bulletin board material. I don't understand the guy. but All right, works. well, Brooks plus 1,600. So he's actually the second mm -hmm. highest odds uh, behind John Rahm. Shop, your boy Louis Ustays in plus 3,000 here. So he's uh, he's about top eight, top ten here in the odds as well. Yeah, I like uh... – you know, Brooks is definitely always in play, but uh, Ustazen always kind of sits around there at that mid-range salary and just always delivers. So uh, some of these guys are just going to get run off this course this week big time, like put up some pr pretty bad numbers. And so I, I think I think you want guys who are really can just handle all the elements. I think he uh, Ustazen can do that. And uh, we'll see, man. That's, that's, that's where I'm going now. Derek. Yeah. There's, this is like going to be a thing where – I don't want to scare people, but there's going to be a lot of people in the crowd and they're doing COVID testing every day. Right. So we could get some guys absolutely get dropped out of this thing like mid tournament based on COVID results. Right. Yeah, we certainly could. Uh, it's happened, obviously, to John Rahm a couple months ago um, and he was up by six strokes after the end of the third round. So it's certainly possible. Um, I know like the guys can't even you know share houses together or anything like that. They're being super strict on all the rules. Uh, so some of the caddies are like struggling to even find places to stay because uh, they typically all stay together. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of crazy. A lot of the golfers are complaining about having to do all these extra, you know, loopholes or you know hoops to jump through. But, uh, yeah, it should be a fun tournament. Is and it, uh, does that factor into your does that factor into your uh, projections, man? I mean, I don't have a COVID uh, projection in there, but uh, it's something to watch out for. I mean, if anything, just don't go like 100% on one golfer. Well, this yeah, you, there's some guys, though, you got to like, oh, they're going to be testing mid-tournament. Well, I can't have DJ because DJ is going to be out there on Saturday night looking for looking for, looking for for his hookup, you know, and like, you never know. So, yeah, some of these guys kind of raise a red flag, but I, I don't know, man. Fell down the stairs. It's still one of my favorite, uh, favorite stories. So, Derek, you're telling me uh, – Brooks and Bryson won't be sharing a house this week uh, here at the Open. No, I don't think so. And Brooks actually said, uh, you know, because Bryson, a lot is going on with him right now. Um, shout out to Aaron Rodgers, by the way. We talked about that a little bit last week, but he carried Brooke, or Bryson 
in that uh, match. But anyway, Brooks was saying, hey, he's going to be in the f- final pairing on Sunday. So uh, if Bryson or yeah, if Bryson wants to meet him there, he, he'll certainly uh, you know go for it. But yeah, I don't like Bryson this week at all. Plus thirty five hundred on Bryson. I mean, I, I know he's struggling a little bit, and you said it. My my quarterback carried him on that golf course, but uh, not bad odds there. And as become tradition here with the OGs, I have to ask: Can I interest you guys in Phil Mickelson plus eighty five hundred for the old guy? Hey, Chop, you still owe me uh, ten bucks from that last one. What happened? Or is that somebody else? Maybe that was (laughs) my golf show I was on. He's trying to collect from you, child. (laughs) You might want to refresh my memory there. (laughs) Just just send it. I'll refresh your memory later. uh, You owe me for something. Just just send it on over. Somebody wanted to to bet on Phil, and I just said, I'll be your bookie. Send me your money. Uh, You you did say that. I don't think anybody took you up on that, though. I'm just here to ask the questions. Uh, Chop (laughs) any interest, Phil Mickelson, plus 8,500. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think, uh, Phil's kind of like doing his thing. He won his major here a couple months ago. Now he's out there golfing with Aaron Rodgers and the boys. He's just chilling. I don't think, I don't think he'll be very long for this course, this course this weekend. All right. So again, head over to FanDuel, Uh, tons of ways that you can bet this tournament. Golf betting, some of the best betting there is, uh, can bet by the hole, uh, different matchups between golfers uh, you can seek out. Uh, and we have tons of content over at Roto Grinders to get you ready. Uh, front page loaded up with articles, videos. Derek does a video highlighting his model each and every week. So must see TV there. Uh, and again, get your lineups in. As soon as you're hearing this, you're putting lineups in. If you're not in there already, uh, should be a fun tournament over there on FanDuel. Nice four-day sweat for you here in the golf. All right, let's go to the NBA here, guys. We got game four. Uh, on tap tonight. We should have time. You guys should hear this. You got plenty of time uh, to react to it, but we're back in Milwaukee. Let's take a look at the odds here. I believe it's Bucks minus four and a half. Let me refresh here from the golf page. Yeah, Bucks minus four and a half. A little bit of juice there at minus 112. Total at 221 here uh, in the FanDuel Sportsbook. And I don't know that we've brought this up. Maybe we have, but the same game parlays over there. A lot of fun uh, putting together a bunch of different things. I know parlays not the way to go you, you can lose some money on parlays but it's one of those you can win some money if you put the right things together and you can put scoring rebounding three pointers you can mix it with the spread the total of the game just a ton of different ways to do it so very innovative uh make sure you guys go and check that out a lot of fun there with the same game parlays but chop let's start with you here in the nba tonight uh, we saw milwaukee respond get it done at home line very similar to what it was uh, in game three so let's stay with the betting aspect of things we'll get into the dfs portion of it here shortly but how do you think this plays out tonight uh, is it another win for milwaukee kind of one walking away there in the second half does phoenix respond uh, your thoughts here in a little preview here for game four tonight it's uh it's an interesting dynamic because phoenix has had some really good killer instinct in these playoffs. Uh, you know, they were uh, uh, swept the Nuggets. You know, he could have given up a game to the Nuggets there in game three or four and, and still coasted, but they swept them, got them out of there. Uh, first series, they smelled blood with no Anthony Davis, and they, they pounded the Lakers off the court then. Uh, they went out there and, and took care of that, that last game against uh, the Clippers. So they've shown some good killer instinct, but uh, – I think tonight I'm going Milwaukee. 
I like Milwaukee to – I think that these two teams are really, really close, like really even. And so I think the deciding factor in these games is going to be home court advantage. Milwaukee plays – obviously plays better at home, but role players typically play better. But in this case, Middleton plays a lot better at home. He's going to get it done. And uh, I'll give you a bet. The bet I like is not necessarily for tonight, but the bet I like is Milwaukee plus one and a half, minus 134 right now in this series. So that means if if Milwaukee wins this series, we win that bet. If this thing goes seven games, you win that bet. This thing's I think this thing's going seven games. Now, Phoenix, like I said, killer instinct, but I don't think they get it done tonight. I think this thing's going seven games. I think the home team's just going to keep winning back and forth and, until game seven. Then it'll be a toss up. So I'm going Milwaukee plus one and a half for the series. I think I think uh, I think they're going to push this thing at least seven games, if not win this thing outright. All right, and there's a lot of ways that you can bet. If you think it's going seven, I mean, you could take the Bucks plus 200, uh, Phoenix sitting at minus 270. That's just to win the series. But if you think Bucks in seven, plus 460 on a 4-3 Bucks series win. So even if Phoenix wins at 4-3, plus 240 on that. So some nice odds there. Uh, you mentioned the spread. There's also just to go seven games, plus 120. Uh, here in the sports book. So uh, a lot of different avenues that, that you could take. I'm with you here, and I'm trying to leave my homerism out of it, but you nailed it. This is a much better team uh, at home. The energy of that crowd can really can really feed you and thrive. And Middleton, Holiday, both play better at home. Giannis has been a beast. You're seeing guys step up. Last game it was Bobby Portis. Connaughton's had his moments where he stepped up. So uh, I just think the crowd, the electricity, the atmosphere – uh, I think they do even this thing out, and I think they win once again by double digits uh, in this game. So I don't mind the four and a half uh, in this one. Total seems right about where it should be. Don't really want to mess with that. Both teams can really clamp it down defensively, but uh, I agree. I, I think betting on the Bucks right now, you're getting good value on that. Can they go on the road, though? I know we're assuming a win here. Uh, need to even this up. If it's 3-1, they go back to Phoenix. They're going to be in trouble. So uh, really a big spot here for Milwaukee, and I think they respond. Uh, once again here tonight. So, Derek, thoughts uh, on the betting markets here, on the series, anything that's really standing out uh, in your eyes here tonight? Yeah, there's been a common theme throughout our shows over the years. When us three agree on something, uh, that hits pretty often. Uh, I think in the NFL, I can't remember what it was last year, but uh, pretty good, uh, pretty profitable when all three of us agree. So I do like Milwaukee as well. You guys mentioned uh, the home teams had the edge each of the first three games. Uh, we haven't had a close game either. It's been decided by 13, 10, and 20 points so far. And uh, you mentioned it, the home crowd. Uh, I think Holiday and Middleton are both going to play better. They both shot the ball really poorly so far in this series. Uh, so, yeah, I like them to cover the spread. I like the over in the game as well. Um, each of the last two games were projected to go over until the fourth quarter, and they both turned into blowouts. Both the benches ended up clearing, and then, uh, you know, you know what happens when – you get a bunch of scrubs out there. They just don't put up points. So um, I like the over. I like the Bucks. And then as far as series props go, I love Chops uh, plus one and a half on the Bucks. I do think this goes seven. I also don't mind just betting, you know, seven games at plus 120. Uh, and then, yeah, Bucks 4-3. That's certainly interesting. I get the feeling that uh, we're going to see the home team win the first six. And then uh, it's kind of just all up for grabs in game seven. I like that 4-3. I mean, you're getting good odds on that. I mean, obviously we need a win tonight or it makes that road a lot more difficult, but uh, pretty nice price on that. So let's transition to DFS here tonight. We know FanDuel doing a big once again here for game four. We have 
a $750,000 Wednesday NBA Game 4 final shot. So $9.99 entry on that. Uh, There's also a $200,000 tournament with a lesser buy-in at just $4.44. And we know there's bigger buy-ins, $44, a $333. Tons of satellites as well. I'm seeing some NFL satellites uh, in the lobby, which gets me excited. NFL season uh, right around the corner. And, of course, we will be back with our weekly breakdowns during the NFL season, uh, game by game, looking at some of the best fantasy plays and some of our favorite bets each and every week. But, uh, tonight, DFS-wise, Derek, let's stay with you. Fandle, we know that Giannis has been a monster. We know that he has the highest ceiling of anybody on the slate. We know the projections have Giannis far and away the leader here in, in, in fantasy points production for tonight. Can we possibly make a lineup without Giannis in the MVP? If yes, who is that guy that goes in the MVP? If no, how do we get different from everybody else in this tournament? We've talked about this many a times, tons and tons of entries here. We're talking almost 90,000 entries uh, with a lot of them using Giannis in that spot. So if he is going to be in your MVP spot, how do we make things different? Who are some guys that you maybe want to bump up uh, into those top three spots? So obviously there's a very small chance that he gets into foul trouble or that uh, re-injures his knee, whatever it may be. But uh, Giannis is by far my favorite MVP. It's hard not to start lineups with him. I think the one guy that could potentially rival him in terms of uh, you know fantasy upside is Chris Paul. You know, we've seen some big games out of Devin Booker, but uh, he relies so much on scoring that it worries me a little bit. Uh, Chris Paul is one of those guys. He can come out and get 38 and 12 assists. Uh, so he can fill up the stat sheet. I like that a little bit more than a guy that just relies on scoring like Booker uh, when it comes to upside. So Paul would be the only guy I would take a chance on uh, at the MVP if you're not going Giannis. And then to get a little different, I think naturally people will just put, you know, Paul or Booker at the star and then, you know, Middleton and the other Paul or Booker at the pro. I kind of like going down to Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton. Uh, Ayton was on pace for 40 minutes last game, uh, picked up his third foul with like 20 seconds to go in the second quarter, picked up his fourth foul right in the, the start of the third quarter, and then picked up his fifth foul right when he got back in. So, He's been a monster during the playoffs. Um, he's been, you know, 22 and 19 in the first game. Uh, he's a guy that can get a lot of blocks and steals. We know they're worth more on FanDuel. So I like Aiden quite a bit. Holiday just hasn't shot the ball well. We saw him, you know, kind of come alive against the Hawks. So maybe some home cooking get, can get him going a little bit. And then my uh, sleeper for the utility is going to be P.J. Tucker, a guy that uh, we've known for many years, 35 minutes and three fantasy points is, uh, is something that we've become accustomed to. But he's out there. He's uh, quietly scored double-digit fantasy points in 11 straight, so you're not getting you know six or seven fantasy points out of him. And he's going to get some open shots, so if he knocks him down, I think he could uh, end up in the optimal. Yeah, we're on the same page here. Uh, Tucker, we don't need to spend much time on. He's cheap, plays a lot of minutes. I agree with you. Can he hit a few of those corner threes, not hit the side of the backboard? Uh, he should be fine, but he's in there mixing it up, so always a candidate for some rebounds, some steals. Uh, and playing that many minutes, You know, we would hope he can get to – uh, 20 fantasy points. So I know he's not hit many ceilings, but I agree there. Love the Aiton call. I mean, th- this guy's putting up, put up a ton of numbers in just 24 minutes. Uh, we've seen him in dominant in the series. We know Brooke Lopez, not a guy that's going to bang uh, and get involved down low. So Aiton should be able to gobble up uh, the rebounds if he can stay out of foul trouble. Speaking of Brooke Lopez, don't hate him either here tonight. I, I think a lot of people are going to go away from him. Uh, we saw Bobby Portis step in, play more of a role when they wanted to go smaller. 
We'll see if that continues tonight. It's a little bit of a worry that it worked. Maybe they stick with it. Maybe we get more Bobby Portis, but uh, not expecting a lot of ownership tonight. I'm Brooke Lopez. We know uh, he can have some big games as well. And I echo your thoughts on Chris Paul as well. I mean, he, he can get it done a lot of different ways. Triple-double upside that Booker doesn't have. So I like Aiton and Paul a little bit more than Devin Booker tonight. He's He's got to score 40 points to really be the optimal guy. And I think Aiton, out of all the big six, probably the less owned of everybody, especially coming off that last game. People may be scared away. So moving him into a multiplier spot, uh, I think could be a way to get different there with DeAndre Ayton. If you are going Giannis, if you're going MVP, I agree. I don't see how it can't be Giannis or Chris Paul. We've seen Drew Holiday have some good upside, so he could be an option uh, in one of those top two spots. But uh, really like DeAndre Ayton. He's the guy I'm kind of planting my flag on uh, here tonight to have a big game. All right, Chop, let's go over to you. Same questions. We know Giannis is going to be very popular in that captain build. Can you do it without him? If so, who are some of your MVP spot guys you're throwing in there? If you are using Giannis, how are you getting different from 90,000 people tonight? Yeah, I think I think, uh, I think you probably got to use him on FanDuel. Uh, you know, pains me to say you got to eat that chalk, but I think you do because that first game, the only, the only guy that even rivaled him in any of these games was just game one, and that was just Chris Paul. Other than that, he's been by far easily the leading scorer in these games. I don't expect it to change tonight, so uh, you're not going to win uh, if he does even remotely what he should and and nobody else has this incredible game. So I think I think he's the guy, but you can get different in the other spots. I'm kind of the same boat as you guys is what I was thinking coming into this was Drew Holiday and DeAndre Aiden. Maybe I can just get rid of Middleton out of my thing, get rid of Booker, get rid of CP3 because you don't have all that salary anyway. Let me just play Drew and Aiden in those next two spots, and I could even do another team where I flip-flop them. Aiden, you know, even with that foul trouble and only 24 minutes of the last game, put up 18 and nine. Like he's he's been unstoppable this series when he's been on the court. So let's just assume they got a smart coach over there. They figure some things out, get him freed up some more, and then he puts up another big game and a little bit lower ownership. And then Drew Holiday is is my pick for Milwaukee to click uh, next to Giannis tonight. So and then then that leaves you with enough money to play around with those last two spots, shift and shuffle through some guys because you just never know if it is Tucker or if it is Cam Johnson or maybe it's the Bobby Portis. Maybe we get Brooke Lopez into foul trouble and Bobby Portis is the guy and you can afford him. And so I, I'd shuffle around those last two spots. But I think I think my core would be Giannis up top. With That'd be a lock button. MVP Giannis. Now flip-flopping Drew and Aiden a couple different ways and then, and then shuffling through some of your uh, – second and third third players like secondary players like that and and hope you get get lucky and hit the nuts chop is there anybody that we can throw in one of these spots that's not the big six and obviously we're talking Giannis Middleton Holiday we're talking Chris Paul Devin Booker DeAndre Ayton we've seen Lopez have some decent games we've seen Jay Crowder play very well finally uh these last couple games is that just getting too cute with not putting one of these six in, in those top three spots? Or is there somebody we could slide in there that you feel okay about? I, I wouldn't feel good about anybody in, in uh, if I'm leaving, you know, bumping, bumping them for, for one of those tops. I wouldn't feel good about it. The only guy that remotely get, would pique my interest is Jay Crowder in that uh, pro spot. 
just because, you know, if he goes out there and he puts up 30 and Booker struggles and CP3 struggles and maybe it's a blowout and that those those 30 points are the high for Phoenix tonight or something like that, you could get there. But otherwise, yeah, I think it is getting kind of – FanDuel is not, you know, a complicated showdown game. You don't have to overthink it too much. Uh, I think that the difference between, you know, tying a lot of people and, and then – you know, tying very few people is just the simple flipping of your pro and, and star spot, you know, and, and that, that could get you there and do it. And then pairing that up with, you know, a, a really weird play, you know, in your utility spot that might get like, I don't know, maybe Jeff Teague scores you 12 points tonight, but that 12 points is enough combined with the salary he frees up to get you a really like a Mikel Bridges or something, whatever. I haven't done the salary cap yet, but something like that. And that gets you there. So should be a little bit unique in those other spots, but you don't want to tamper too much outside of that top six with the MVP star and pro spot. Derek, got anybody who feel okay bumping up uh, into the top three ranks here? Or are you just sticking, uh, picking out of that big six for your three multipliers? Uh oh! Uh oh! Our, our first mute button of the new season. It t- took oh, a it took us three weeks to have a mute guy. So that that's a new. We're we're getting better in that department. Oh man, yeah. You guys were just talking so long. I just had to sit on mute there for a while. But it uh, looks passionate. So you were you were bringing it on mute. I mean, if you're not watching the video, Derek had some some killer insights. So let's see if he can bring it here again now. Yeah, I was just going to say, large field tournaments, you're concerned about, one, building good lineups, two, trying to get unique. Uh, if you don't use one of those first six uh, in your MVP, pro, or star, you're going to get unique, but uh, it's not going to be a good lineup. So uh, I don't think I could do it. Uh, I do think Tucker is going to be my favorite kind of off-the-radar guy. But, um, yeah, I kind of like the idea of putting Giannis at MVP, uh, following it up with two sons in the next two. Uh, just because you know you hope Giannis does everything for the Bucks, and so that's gonna you know put him at the MVP. And then uh, if it's a close game, you kind of want those next two guys from the Suns. So I kind of like the idea of doing that if you're not going Drew. Yeah, I think yeah, I think a lot of people are gonna Bucks are gonna win. They're the favorite. I gotta have two Bucks up here, so that could be another way to you know it's really hard to get different here, uh, but just get a little different where you're not splitting it with two thousand people. Maybe it's you know a handful of people, and you know that number looks a lot better at the end of the night. So. Uh, should be another fun game here tonight. Again, make sure you guys get those entries in. You can always reserve them, come back to them later. But uh, hopefully, uh, if one of us isn't talking, show it out and win. Uh, one of you guys take it down. So uh, best of luck to everybody in the NBA tonight over on FanDuel. All right, we got a few minutes left. So we always like to mix in some life stuff, some non-sports stuff. If you guys have been with us uh, over the years, we know we like to have a good time here uh, on the show. If you're new, welcome. We we'll want to make it a little bit more lighthearted. We we'll want to bring you the the analysis and all that, of course. But let's talk some. It's summertime, so we've had some time to, to sit around, and you know we don't all have a to do list like Chop. Some of us, you know, want to sit back and and watch some shows, some movies. So, guys, any any advice for the people? Any shows that you want to recommend uh, for the people? We know we have Netflix, we have Hulu, we have Disney Plus. We got Apple TV now. We got stuff everywhere all different shows movies coming out of left and right so derek and anything any good recommendations here that that you've seen for the people it could be an old show some of your favorite stuff something new you're watching 
Uh, give the people some stuff to watch here while, while we got these these summer days. We can just hang out and watch TV, Netflix and chill, as the kids like to say. <laughs> yeah, let me make sure I'm not on mute. All right. Uh, so I'm excited for this segment because I'm always looking for new shows. I'm constantly Googling like top shows, whatever. Uh, so I recently watched uh, Loki on Disney Plus. That was awesome. I'm not a big Marvel guy, but uh, that was a pretty cool show. Uh, I recently watched Shit's Creek. I didn't think I would like it, but I thought that was a very good show. Uh, I watched Big Brother. I don't, can't believe you guys don't like Big Brother. And then the show I'm watching right now is called The Expanse on Amazon. Um, it's a space show. I don't know if you guys like like alien shows, that kind of stuff uh, in the future. Uh, it's pretty cool. There's five seasons. I'm on like the fourth season right now. I've uh, breezed through them pretty quickly. So uh, I'm excited to hear what you guys have to offer. No, I, I saw it. You said Shit's Creek. Chop nodded along. I tried. I, I don't I, I don't know that if I've not gotten far enough into the show yet. If I've just, you know, I, and I'm usually, that's my kind of humor. I mean, I just want to sit there and have a good laugh. And I, I'm just not getting there in Shit's Creek. So Chop, you got to sell me on this. or. or I gave up. I'm probably a season and a half in. And Man, you know, if you're a season and a half in, and it's not your, and the humor's not jumping out to you, then it's probably not for you. You move on. You know, that's you don't want the old uh, television show fallacy where you just keep chasing, chasing, and chasing episode, and then all of a sudden you're pot committed after four seasons, and you got to write it. No, if you don't like it after one and a half, you're that's the humor it brings. I like it. I'm on season four right now. We, we're whipping through like we just started like two weeks ago. We're whipping through like two, three episodes a night, me and my wife. So uh, I think it's funny. It's got good humor. It's, it's well acted. The guys who are in there are doing doing their job real well. So I like Shit's Creek. We're on that one right now. Uh, I just started Ted Lasso. Oof. Heard that's good. So good. Yeah, I just started that one. So, uh, so far, so good. I like that. So I'm on that. I like to watch a lot of shows. I haven't, I've been trying to get so many shows. I can't even get to the Disney stuff yet. So. I, I did. I, we knocked out Wandavision a while back, but I haven't even got to like Loki and uh, the the Falcon, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I haven't I only got through a few of those so far? So so much stuff on the queue. But movies, man, y'all been to the? I've been. I've heard, I went to the theater for the first time about a week and a half ago. First time in a I long have time. Not been in a while. So uh, what did we go see? I mean, uh, did, did, we do, thing, did we do it right? The, movie the only thing popcorn could, and... the only thing that could pull me out to the movie theater, a little Fast and Furious franchise. Okay. Man. I saw the F nine, F nine, buddy boy. That's excitement, excitement right there. Now that now that's John Cena's in and The Rock is out, right? They're just swapping wrestlers here. Is that yeah, yeah. pretty much. They uh, okay. Cena's in this one. The Rock had to take a break. He'll be back though for some of the future stuff. But uh, again, yeah, I mean, I know I get it. I'm not gonna name names, but there are some guys who oh, that's so corny. They can't really jump cars, and you know they want this uh, Academy <laughs> Award boring stuff. I get it. I'm not gonna name names, Dean, but. The thing is, is sometimes you just want to go to the movie theater and you just want to be entertained, man. You just want to walk out feeling good, knowing that I know that's not going to happen in real life. But ah, that was fun. It was I root for these guys, their family. So uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoy them all, though. I'm a big Fast and Furious franchise guy. Are 90 percent of movies not uh, a little bit uh, creative, a little bit out there? Like Maybe that number is even too low. So. I, I don't know what the ex expectations are here, Dean, but uh, I stopped it. Well, you said F9, so I'll call it F2. I think F2 is as far as I got. Derek, are you more 
Uh, are you up to nine here? Or are you more uh, down on my end, down at F2? So uh, I got out before they went to Tokyo and started drifting. I don't know what number that was, but uh, <laughs> I was just looking at the Rotten Tomatoes, 82%. Uh, so people like the the F9. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm impressed by that. Um, and, yeah, I've been to the movie theaters a bunch. Anytime something comes out, my little one uh, loves going to the movies. So I haven't seen an adult movie at a theater in years. But, uh, you know, we take in some beers, get some popcorn. It's a great time. So I'm waiting on a lot of my shows to come back. Uh, some of my favorites that are on pause right now, Ozark uh, on Netflix, uh, to me, must-see TV, uh, Stranger Things season four, I believe it is. And I'm usually not a huge sci-fi guy, but I love the 80s throwback uh, in that show, just the, the music and the clothes and the hair. And it's perfect for, for anyone our age. And then one that I never thought I'd get into. I, another thing, I'm not a big Western guy, but – Yellowstone uh, is fantastic. If you have not watched that yet, Kevin Costner, uh, I believe they have three or four seasons of that in the books. Uh, and that you can find on the Peacock app. Uh, but that that's some great TV there. So uh, those are some of the ones I'm kind of waiting on right now. I've done some rewatches of Friday Night Lights, uh, Sons of Anarchy, two of my favorite all-time shows. So, uh, But those ones are waiting to come back. So uh, any other thoughts here? Any uh, Derek? Any movies? I feel like I haven't watched a movie in, in forever here. Uh, excited for Space Jam. I think it comes out tomorrow or uh, on Friday, so uh, that should be fun with the kiddos. Uh, yeah, you guys need to give Big Brother a shot. Um, you're, there's only two episodes in. Easy to catch up. Uh, just give it a shot. Okay, get, you got to sell us better than that. I mean, they're on like season fifty or something. So I instantly I feel like I'm twenty seasons <laughs> well, behind. Is it? <laughs> I know each one is unique and it's a different house, different characters. So I mean, I can, chop. can I just jump in now and, and be up to date? Yeah, I mean, it's only two episodes in. Uh, there's probably like 50 episodes per season or whatever, but uh, it's three times a week. But chop, yeah, F9. So you're used to a long running series, obviously. Um, Big Brother's been around for years. So uh, obviously it's a pretty good show. But yeah, a lot of the DFS community seems to like it. Uh, it's just, you know, you're. Your reality TV competition shows, obviously going to be some drama in there. But, um, yeah, it's a good time. In the summer, there's not a lot to watch. Like you mentioned, a lot of the shows are off right now. So uh, just give it a shot. Chop, you seem like a big brother guy. I'm, I'm shocked that you don't watch this. I've watched Big Brother in the past. I, I Mike Boogie, Boogie, Mike Boogie, I remember back in the day. I was, I was watching them back in the day. Then, so, you know, just – you kind of your taste maybe evolves a little bit and you don't you lose it you lose it a little bit like and i haven't watched in a long time i could definitely get back into it but like i just said there's so much stuff already in the queue ready to be watched like you got you only got so many hours in the day so he's gotta have to wait in the queue man but uh i just there's so much stuff to watch and as far as reality television I'm a I'm a MTV the challenge guy. That's my reality television competition right oh, yeah. there. That's what I like. So uh and I've never gotten into uh boy, so many D you mentioned DFS guys who watch some of this stuff. Some of these guys are really into The Bachelor. I, I just can't get into that. I just can't do it. So I can't do that. But if I'm gonna watch a reality television competition, it's gonna be the ch the challenge season in and season out. I, I, that, that's definitely one of the things I'll watch. I'm with you on The Bachelor in the fact that I can't. So I'll be watching some, and then it, it comes on, whatever I was watching the news, and it's on for about two minutes, and I'm like, this is just what, – what people watch this? I, I don't like, get it. So Listen, you know what people like 
this feeling, but I don't like this feeling that that cringe, cringeworthy stuff. I don't, I can't stand the cringeworthy moments. Can't do it, so I don't get into that. Yeah, I, I'll leave the Bachelor to Bachelor to our our DFS friends who uh, seem to enjoy it, so that they can have that all they want. Now, the people have been listening. We're going on fifty minutes here, and the only reason they've listened this far, Chop, is they want to know what else was on that list. That uh, you you talk some power washing, but. We got to know what, what else is on the, the head chopper to-do <laughs> list during an all-star break. I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was that much. Uh, I just something that I just wrote down. Okay, I wanted to mow the yard. So I got the yard work done here the other day. Knocked that out. I wanted to do the power washing. I still want to clean the floors in the house. I got the tile. The tile. I have a steam cleaner. So I want to steam clean. I do that once every six months or so. So I want to get that going because, uh, you know, the dog, I just noticed the other day the dog had pissed in a couple spots. I got to get that. I got oh, yeah. to take thing. care of that shop. Bad, bad dog, man. I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> so the computer, the computer, I had to clean the computer. I wanted to clean the computer out. So I, I did that too. So, All right. you know, get, get rid of those files. Well, this is my work computer. I, the, the files would be on my <laughs> I'm sure nobody's listening. That would be on my iPad, but this is my work computer. But you still want to, you still want to clear out all the Excel stuff and make it. And oh yeah, keep it, uh, keep it nice and spruced up. Okay, all right, Derek. Anything on your All Star to do list? Oh no, but I, I am a big fan of lists. Um, if there's like five things I need to get done and I don't make a list, I'll forget three of them and we'll only do one of them. But uh, there's something satisfying about either crossing it off the pen or if it's on your phone, just deleting it. Uh, offered list there's something real satisfying about that i'm definitely a list guy as well if it's not on a list it's not happening so there's too many things going on you, you better write it down if you want anything done anything from the store anything whatever it may be you better write it down in this house or it's not happening so well that will do us for this week we appreciate you guys tuning in if you enjoy the show all we ask go go leave a review for the show on whatever podcast form you listen to on youtube uh, you can always click that thumbs up button. We will have some contests. We are working behind the scenes. Trust me, we're trying to get a few different things going. But we want to start off. We gave you a, the last couple of weeks. We went over our season to NFL wins, over-unders for each of us. We want you guys to send in yours as well. We want to run a contest with this. So uh, keep an eye out on Twitter. Derek's going to send a tweet out with the instructions on how you enter this contest. We will figure out some great prizes with FanDuel on this. We will also have some other competitions throughout the season, hopefully a DFS one uh, where you can play against the three of us each and every week. But uh, we want to reward you guys for hanging out with us uh, and hanging out with the people at FanDuel here. So keep an eye out for that. I promise you we got things in the works here. So uh, go check out Derek's Twitter. Derek, give out that Twitter handle for him. Is it RG underscore Notorious? Yeah, that's it. And, uh, yeah, in some chats with the Fandle guys, uh, there's some big prizes being thrown around as potential, uh, you know, prizes that we can give out. So I'm excited for it. Basically for the contest, just, uh, you know, pick all your season win totals like we did on the show the last couple of weeks. Uh, you got to give us a five-star review, screenshot it, uh, send those two things to me. Um, you guys will probably be retweeting it as well, so you can find it uh, on any of our Twitters. And, yeah, well, I'll keep track of everything, and we'll give out some uh, real good prizes at the end of the year. But we're talking very good. Uh, maybe uh, biggest prizes ever given away in a podcast. I, I mean, <laughs> just uh, stay tuned for that. But uh, love working with uh, the people over at FanDuel, of course. 
Uh, final thoughts here for the people. Uh, Chop, let's get over to you. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say that, guys, uh, we're just goofing around right now, killing some time during the summer. But uh, FanDuel sponsoring the show, and they are they are going to do it up. We're going to get some uh, some really good stuff going on here for the listeners. And all I can say is I'm not going to give away too much, but there's a pretty good chance if you win the big the big contest this year, all I'm saying is get your bags packed. Oh, well, oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. That's that's what they call a tease there, Chop. I like it. Derek, final thoughts here for the people. Now, good luck in uh, PGA. Good luck in NBA, and we'll see you next week. Absolutely. Good luck in all your tournaments. Make sure you get those entries in over on Fanduel. Get your sportsbook bets in over there as well. And we want to thank them again uh, for sponsoring the show. For notorious forehead chopper, I am Beer saying salut. Best of luck, guys. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here next Wednesday. We are out.